Tom Swarbrick on LBC. Thank goodness. It's ten to six. It's a Friday. You've already subscribed to the Tom Swarbrick YouTube Golf Channel, ahead of the new video dropping soon this week featuring TV and radio megastar Chris Evans. So, with that completed... It is now time to sit back and fill those lug holes with liquid storytelling from the other side of the pond and then some. Clocking up the air miles for LBC, Simon Marks, American Week. Tom, President Biden, as you know, is ending this American week 7,000 miles away from the White House. He's in Japan alongside the Prime Minister and other leaders of the G7 for the big annual summit meeting, this time being hosted in Hiroshima. The president's visit began with a raucous welcome from American troops based in Japan. He posed for selfies and pretended to be surprised by the entirely choreographed event before going straight into a meeting with Japan's Prime Minister. As you said back in January when you were at the White House, I think the quote is, we face the most, one of the most complex environments in recent history, security environments. But I'm proud that the United States and Japan are facing it together. But the extent to which the US and its G7 partners are facing that uncertain security environment together is being tested at this weekend's summit. With Hiroshima, the city that the Americans destroyed with an atom bomb at the end of the Second World War, serving as a dramatic backdrop, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky will attend in person and make the case for Western allies to give him fighter jets to push back against Russia's war. The announcement this week by Britain and Belgium that they will soon start training Ukrainian pilots to fly the advanced jets has only increased the pressure on President Biden, who still isn't ready to back the idea. President Biden said it, it was not on the table for now. It's not like it's not like we haven't uh, had an open mind about this. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby speaking to MSNBC from Japan. President is confident that uh, that the that the allies and and our partners. Uh, supporting Ukraine will continue to support Ukraine, uh, that, that, that they all understand what's at stake here. Now, obviously, um, he takes uh, the convening power of the United States seriously and his leadership of that effort seriously, uh, but he's confident and, and optimistic that that support will stay strong. So let's talk a bit about that convening power of the United States. As you know, President Biden insists America can lead global democracies to triumph against autocracies like China and Russia. So it was more than a little embarrassing this week that the president had to abandon plans to visit Papua New Guinea and Australia, deep in the South Pacific, where the Chinese are making major inroads. He's abandoned a meeting of the Quad, the new grouping that brings the US together with India, Australia and Japan, because an ongoing crisis requires his return to Washington as soon as possible. America cannot default on its debt. If we're to do that, it'll be catastrophic. It would be devastating for America and, quite frankly, the whole world. It would be a recession. It really would have a profound impact on how we live our lives. That White House video, recorded just before the president left the U.S., lays out the dire situation that lies right round the corner if the president and his Republican opponents are unable to agree on an increase in America's debt ceiling. The country is days away now from defaulting on $31 trillion of debt, an event that economists of all stripes agree would be catastrophic for the U.S. and for the entire world. It's like any other household. You prioritize where you spend your money. The real question is, 
How much debt is too much? House Speaker Kevin McCarthy laying out the Republican position that President Biden wants to continue spending public money like a drunken sailor and that the Republicans are determined to constrain him. He wants to borrow more money from China to pay an able-bodied person who has no dependents not even to look for a job, not even go to school for 20 hours. Democrats insist the Republicans are trying to punish the poor, reward the rich, and shred America's global reputation for fiscal reliability. I made clear again today's meeting that default is not an option. America pays its debts, pays its bills, and there will be plenty of time to debate the policy differences. But the country is never, we've never defaulted on our debt and we never will. But that will be the outcome if no agreement is struck within the next few days. And while some progress was made in talks this week, a solution is not yet at hand. It isn't only the debt crisis that is roiling the White House. President Biden is also now accused of presiding over a crisis of his own making at America's southern border. While Texas is doing everything possible to try to stop people from crossing the border, at the very same time, the President of the United States is sitting, uh, putting out the welcome act. The Republican governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, decrying the Biden administration's decision to allow a law called Title 42 to lapse. That's a Trump-era provision that allowed border agents to use the COVID-19 public health emergency as a reason to keep undocumented migrants out of America. Now they're streaming in to a point where the White House authorized the deployment of 1,500 troops to help stem the tide. Joe Biden inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years, and the first day in office, he made political decisions to cause this problem. The most dangerous place in America is now the gap between Republican politicians visiting the border and live TV cameras there. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas thrusting himself in front of them earlier this week and accusing the Biden administration of tacitly supporting Mexican drug cartels that operate within the United States. The Biden administration flies them to every city in America and there those teenage boys are forced to work for the Mexican drug cartels committing crimes to pay off the money they owe and if they don't pay it off they'll murder their families and I'll tell you as bad as the boys have it the girls have it worse there are thousands upon thousands of teenage girls trapped in sex slavery and yet for those of you in the media who don't report on that you should be ashamed this is evil the White House is facing opposition over the border crisis from all sides, not just from the right. The Biden administration is dealing with this very poorly. Pedro Rios is with the American Friends Services Committee, a left-wing group demanding the White House restores the ability of migrants to seek asylum, demilitarizes the border and stops mass deportations. Essentially, it's placing even more obstacles for people that are fleeing harm by ensuring that people don't have a way to seek asylum, by forcing people to have to cross through these inhumane ways. And when we speak with migrants on the ground, they tell us that they have no other options. Just to give you a sense of the scale, there were more than two and three quarter million attempts by undocumented migrants to cross the southern U.S. border last year, compared to 46,000 migrants trying to cross the English Channel. It is a massive deal, and Republicans will campaign on it relentlessly in next year's election. As President 
Biden spends the weekend trying to rally allies and convince them that his country is a world leader. Let's end this week with a truly jaw-dropping story reported last night by WBAL television in suburban Baltimore, just north of Washington. I cannot believe it. Cell phone video from a parent. As a school bus drops off elementary school students, a man with an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle in his hands looks on from across the street. WBAL reporter Tolly Taylor with the story about a gunman brandishing an AR-15 assault rifle who has been terrorizing families for weeks when the kids come home from school. He's doing it because he's allowed to. The man with the gun is Jaden McAdory. And he says what he's doing is not about scaring parents or children. It's about protesting the recent gun control measures Governor Wes Moore signed into law. I really wasn't coming out here for the kids. I was coming out here to show people that this is legal. In Arundel County, police say in a statement that McAdory is permitted to do what he's doing under Maryland law and that officers, quote, are in the area to help ease growing concerns between students and parents. No kidding. Just imagine if you went to pick the kids up from school this afternoon and a man was standing there with an assault rifle strapped to his chest and police could do nothing about it. I'm guessing, Tom, parents would wonder whether the country in which they live had completely lost its mind. Quite. From Washington, D.C., Simon Marks, American Week.